0: You know the vibes. We're back for another episode of the Hoop Jeans Podcast. B.J. Armstrong's in the building. Game, one of the NBA Finals in the books. Draymond Green went home and made his podcast about it. Oh. Andre Iguodala went home and made his podcast about oh. it. Oh. The Celtics players. I don't know what they did off the game, but they're currently down two nothing in the podcasts. So. Okay. I don't know what. What to was said? What was it? Can you? Share, I, what was? I, what did, was I it? didn't listen. Oh. Okay. I, I'm not gonna lie. I I, I didn't listen okay. because. The game just finished last night. I went to sleep. <laughs> I made this, yesterday's episode of this podcast and did some other work. And then right. I just fell asleep. I was sitting in BJ, I was so tired. I fell asleep with my clothes on, the lights on, on top of the bed, not even inside my bed. I had my laptop next to me. I woke up with my laptop in my hand. Anyway, I heard a snippet of Draymond Green okay. saying, you know, Derek White's not a good shooter. He's not been shooting well this playoffs or this season. So him making those tough shots, you just got to live with it. Fair enough, right? Mm-hmm. My question to you, BJ, is when you were playing in the NBA Finals what would the reaction have been from the team if you decided after the game to go and film a podcast about a game you
1: know what it's interesting and the one thing that's interesting is these type of platforms didn't exist in our era so I can't say something that didn't exist however I think everyone understands the business. So from a business perspective, I would have been okay because you understand that people are doing things. So, you know, for instance, on certain players on their off days, they had to do commitments with their partners and people they were dealing with and do commercials, so forth and so on. And that's fine. This is a business opportunity for players. As long as your business doesn't interfere with what happens on the court... It's all good. So, I don't think that would be a problem at all. No, the thing the thing that we did try to do is make sure that the opposing team didn't have what we call bulletin board
0: material. See, this is why I was asking you. Yeah. Because I feel like obviously you're not going to give away the game plan, but you might accidentally say something or you might imply something without intentionally doing it right. that the other team can listen to ahead of the next game. So I haven't listened to to either of the podcasts, right? But there is that risk of saying, "Oh, we're going to have to change this. We're going to have to change that," and the other team hears it and goes, "Okay, so they're going to do this."
1: Yeah, but saying saying it and doing it is two different things. So, I think in the end, Coach Kerr is not going to have put together a game plan in less than twenty four hours. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think the team mentally is ready to digest because you need time to step away, figure out what happened. The coaches need at least a day in between to break the tape down to see what happened, talk about it, put together a new plan, go over all the options, da-da-da, da-da-da, rotations, who's available, so forth and so on. So at the very, you know, the – at the very best, they'll be ready
0: to have something to talk about tomorrow. Do you think and, the way in which they lost, you know, they built up that big lead and then threw it away, they feel like, they could feel like their game plan was pretty sound if they just didn't have those lapses in the fourth quarter because Draymond said we were the best team for 41 minutes.
1: That's, that's, that's what he's supposed to say. And Boston is supposed to say, we felt if
0: we were making shots, we were the best team. Well, I mean, factually, it's wrong. So were up at halftime as
2: well. Yeah,
1: that's so i <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I'm not – confidence is a funny thing, Mo, for, for athletes. You can't ask athletes to give you a reasonable answer in the heat of battle. That's what makes sports great. You're down 25. Reason and logic would say you're going to lose the game. You're down 25, you come back. What's your first question after that? What made you (laughs) believe you could win the game? So that's what the players and the athletes are supposed to say. They're supposed to believe. They're always supposed to have confidence. And that's, you're like kind of conditioned to do that. So honestly, Mo, I kind of ignore it. You know what I mean? I ignore all of the the chit-chatter because Uh, in the end, once they get to the court, What's going to happen? And you got to deal with that. And you got to deal with the moment. You may have a, ga- a great game plan, but like a coach once told me, all that stuff that's on the board doesn't matter. What matters is
0: what you're going to do once you get out there on the court. And, and yeah. that's, all, that's all. So looking ahead of Game 2, let's get into some of the adjustments we may see. Okay. Now, we spoke yesterday about the smart guarding Draymond to blow up the Stefan Draymond pick and roll. If you're the Golden State Warriors – what are you doing to get that back on the table for Steph and Draymond. Draymond to be able to run that screen roll without Marcus Smart being able to blow out because he's guarding Draymond? You're going to have Draymond saying off ball picks on Clay and Jordan Poole until Smart gets switched off of him. This is and then going to go run it. Yeah, this is what I think.
1: I think the Warriors feel comfortable that their offense will work. Uh, I didn't see a problem with their offense not working. What I did see was Steph Curry was the only one that caught a rhythm in the game. Now I didn't see anyone else that caught a rhythm in the game. And that rhythm, it has to be the following.
0: You know, who else can step up and maybe have a – double-digit quarter. And that's the interesting part of Steph Curry getting so hot early in the game. Right. Most point guards, I'm sure you speak to this, when you get into the game, you want to get everyone touches early on. You want to get everyone to their spots. You want to feed the big man. You want to get your shooters some looks. So Steph going hot early kind of didn't let the other guys get into the game early on. I want to be careful how I
1: answer this. Steph is a shot maker. You don't play through Steph. It's not like Steph gets the ball, plays isolation, and you're seeing what the other team is going to do. No. Like, Steph moves around, and his shots are normally in the flow of the offense, flow of transition. I think he's probably the first option to look for in if there's a steal or something, you know, you'll be like, where's Steph at? i maybe – You know, there's a mismatch. There's a, you know, there were some misassignments there in the first
0: quarter. A lot. Okay. I I think that was a little bit nerves. Yeah. So it's impressive. It's impressive that Celtics got them out after the first quarter rather than the whole of game one. Yeah. So there were some misassignments.
1: So it wasn't like, you know, the Warriors came out. They featured Steph Curry on the block and Steph Curry was backing in and there was no double teams. I didn't see that. It wasn't like they threw him an isolation and then he had isolation and... Or they found a mismatch that they liked. Steph Curry was just like, oh, they forgot to switch. He was open. He made it. Okay, he he made his first four or five shots. But it wasn't because, you know, he was featured. It was just he made the shots because they missed an assignment. Once they tightened that up, he didn't score in the second quarter. That's why I wasn't really concerned. Even though he had a 21-point quarter, it, I really wasn't and concerned. And the Celtics
0: were still in the game. It, exactly.
1: That's what I'm saying. It wasn't like he had a 21-quarter, they were up 20 points, they had the momentum, the other team was discombobulated. or It was just, you know, Mo, this is their first time in the finals.
0: It's only natural that you're going to be nervous. Yeah, because I think a lot of people were like saying, oh, the Celtics' plan of leaving Steph Curry open. Yeah. The, oh, I don't know if that was the plan. Like, I went back and watched the game again. And I'm like, well, this wasn't the plan. No, no, they just weren't communicating effectively it, 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 on defense. It, it, Steph Curry is a different player, so you have to defend differently. And-, and they've not seen anyone like him. Look at the run through the Eastern Absolutely. Conference that they went on. They played against... But they adjusted. Yeah. I don't think they played against an offensive dynamic, so they really had to step it up. Right. But if you're the Celtics, knowing that the Warriors are going to fight back now in game two, if you steal this game two on the road, I, say, I said it to you, they better not win game two because... I'm not trying to have my trip in America cut short,
2: you know. I'm, I'm <laughs> well, trying to see
0: seven games. But if you're the Celtics and you've got that, you've you've gone into the other teams already. You're one there. You got to think. All right, that doesn't matter. What's done? The scores back to zero zero. But what are you doing? What are you thinking? What's your game plan going into the second game? Are there any adjustments you've seen that could be made? Yeah. Well, in being in this situation where you start off the finals
1: on the road, which you know we we've done. I've been a part of, and we just so happened to have won the finals. When you win game one, the opposing team is going to come out with a sense of desperation. They're not going to let the game come to them. They're going to bring it. And as I was watching the game, I thought about it afterwards. I was like, okay, God, what, what happens in game two? The thing that hap- that needs to happen for game two is you is is one of two things. It's a long game. You can absorb the onslaught. Okay, If you're the Celtics. If you're the Celtics. If you're the Celtics, the Warriors are going to come out, and they know they have to put together 48 minutes because you can lose a game in the first five minutes too. You get down 10, 12 points. Suddenly, you know – Things can get a little tight. Crowd gets a little antsy. And then that can carry over. And before you know it, 10 gets to 15, 15 gets to 20. And all of a sudden, the Celtics are like, oh, man, we can win this thing. Let's go for it. Or you can do the following. Is I'm going to come out and try to get up 10 early. I'm going to meet the force with the force. I like that. Now, if you meet the force with the force. All the Star Wars references are coming out today. Yeah, if you meet it okay, suddenly now the other team has to respond because they know they're in a fight. Forget the game. You're in a fight. You know what I mean? So what I mean by that, is, if you're playing against a pressing team and you press two, it's like, oh.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's the Spider-Man meme. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, they're ready to play. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's like what we talked about yesterday with, with them guarding Al Horford not allowing mm-hmm. him to pass the ball and the Celtics reply back with, okay, right. we'll do a dream one J-1-2. So I think that
1: the I think the Celtics best is to be ready and win the first quarter. That's my only goal for this game. Okay. The rest of the game, if we win that first quarter, that's going to establish two things. One, we came here to fight, and you know what we came here to do, win the game. And two, we know
0: this is your best punch, and you're not going anywhere. Yep. And the thing is, though, the Celtics are notoriously slow starters. Yes. They don't get off to great starts. They kind of find their way. They're, as I said before, they're probably better at playing from right. a deficit than they are when they've got the lead. You know, We've seen them throw away right. leads in the playoffs. We've seen them play the best basketball we've seen when they're down. So I get what you're saying about winning the first quarter, but when you look at the way the Celtics have played – I don't know if they'd even be worried if they were down 15 points in the first.
1: Yeah, that's okay. That's the way they play. But, you know, I'm just saying what, what you want to do because every minute you're playing, especially in the finals, you're, you're, you're trying to always gain an edge. Mm-hmm. When you come out, the Warriors can't say anything other than we need to win game two. If they lose game two now they got to go to Boston and hear how the series is
0: over, how no one's came back from an 0-2 deficit
1: in the finals.
0: <laughs> I mean, it would be the only way for them to redeem their 3-1 throwaway to Cleveland. Would yeah, to come and, back
1: and, 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 and they do And <laughs> let me tell you something. And they and they don't want to come back and lose game five, even if they go to Boston and win one game. They don't want to lose game five on their home court. Okay? Yeah. It's just, that's just the human psyche. So I think if you come out If the Celtics come out and establish that they're going to fight, it's a long series. We are here for the fight. Yes. Make the the Warriors win the game. Make them have a 40-point
0: fourth quarter. Yep. Well, I think it's like, okay, cool. Steph's going to get his, but are you going to be able to contain Clay, Wiggins, Otto Porter, these guys – Jordan Poole is the exact for this game too because he had a horrendous game one. That's his first finals game. He's still a young kid. Now, if he can find his rhythm, that adds a whole another element coming off the bench and scoring a basketball. If he struggles again, I'm not worried about Draymond Green not scoring the ball. The Warriors have proven they can win without Draymond scoring the ball. But Jordan Poole, that's the player I'm looking at. Thinking, he, I'm okay he needs with you. I'm okay with listen.
1: You don't get to the NBA finals talking about you're going to stop or contain somebody. Clay Thompson is going to get going. Okay, Jordan Poole is going to get going. Yeah. Okay. That's just like me. That's like the Warriors saying, "Yeah, we stopped. We
0: stopped." Uh, Jason Tatum.
1: <laughs> that's not I, how this I, game I, works. I okay? gonna say He
0: was like plus twenty-one or plus twenty-seven in the fourth quarter without scoring a single point. Yeah. Okay. Which is crazy. You, you have to. Here's a little secret about the NBA.
1: If you're a professional, okay, you can be a specialist or you can be a professional. If you, are a, if you are a professional player, you can't allow scoring to affect whether you play well or not. Yeah. If that is the only thing you – if that is the case for you, then you're a specialist. Jordan Poole is a good basketball player. Yeah. The Boston Celtics are a good defensive team. It's okay if he doesn't play well as far as shooting the ball, okay? For many years, you know, I, which was not a first or second or third option playing, I had to play against a Detroit Piston team. Yeah. I accepted the fact that I probably wasn't going to have an eight-for-eight <laughs> game yeah. against the yeah, Detroit yeah. Pistons. Yeah. But I didn't allow what I did shoot to affect my contribution to the game. If there's one thing that I can say about Jordan Poole is he didn't contribute to the game. Yeah, defensively, he, he's just a player contribute, that target. Contribute to the game. Now, that's my only criticism of Jordan Poole. You're probably not going to shoot well this series. Playing against Marcus Smart and Jordan Poole likes to drive to the basket with Time Lord back there and Al Hor. He's probably not going to shoot well. If he does shoot well... That's a bonus. Yeah. Okay? But if he can come out and contribute to the game, play good defense, talk, get the fifty fifty balls, move the ball, he's a threat. They gotta rotate to him. If he doesn't have the shot, moving on. That's winning basketball. Yeah. He didn't do any of that in game one. And many and probably a lot of that was just due to him being nervous. Nervous. Which he should have been. That happens to anyone. And and we all know how difficult it is to come off the bench and play. It's very difficult to do that. Yeah. So, all right. So he didn't play, he didn't shoot the ball well. Okay, great. Mark, the defensive player of the year, was <laughs> playing against jump? him and he didn't shoot well. Yeah. Are we like, Mo, like who's surprised other than, <laughs> than, the, than the people we're looking at? Yeah. No one, like Marcus Smart has, Marcus Smart has contained a lot of people. Yeah. There's nothing for him to be embarrassed about. It's natural. I can remember my first game. I think I, I don't know if I even scored. I was, I was just so fired up, right? You know, I remember playing against the Lakers. And I was, as a kid, I had watched the Celtics and the Lakers in the finals. And suddenly, I was playing against Magic Johnson in the NBA Finals, <laughs> <We're> crazy <laughs> okay here i am like 21 me and my my friends and me and my dad we're we always watching we would debate and suddenly that's you i'm out here that's, that's like Grant williams was i'm saying. out here like hey your job is to make sure when magic catches it to double team and rotate out and i was like It was like a surreal moment. So imagine
0: what Jordan Poole is thinking right now. It's like Grant Williams said yesterday. He's like, a few years ago, I was in college rooting for the Warriors to win against the Cavs. And now he's playing against the Warriors. That's what I'm saying. These are some really young. We talk about having veterans on your team to make the NBA finals. They got some really young guys on both of these squads. Think about Jordan Poole's path to
1: this moment. Crazy. And now we're expecting him to come out in game one in
0: 20 points in the
1: well, NBA he, he's finals. He's to come out in game two because I'll yeah, tell you this.
0: So
2: it, that's okay. Win.
1: But now it's a different – I think the, 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 the novelty of being in the finals has worn off now. I think yeah. the, the reality is we're here to win. And now everyone is going to come, and you're going to see the Warriors put together their best foot forward. And that's what the Celtics know and have to come to expect because the Warriors are a championship-caliber team. And I always tell you this, and I'll just say it again. Someone's got to knock them out. And you're not going to win by just showing up. They're going to have to knock the Warriors out because the Warriors, believe it or not, Steph Curry and these guys, without question, still believe they can win
0: this series. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's just game one. It's going to be a long series. And you're going to be able to watch the entire series live on Sky Sports as BJ and I are live on air breaking down all of the action. So you guys make sure you're watching on Sky Sports because earlier this week, I caught up with Tyrese Maxey from the Philadelphia 76ers. He gave his insight into this series, who's going to win. Hardest matchups. So I had to ask him, who's the, right. what's Hardest go up against? The Boston defense with Marcus Smart or the Warriors offense with Steph Curry? So here is that interview for you guys. I'm going to put the clip in right now. We're going to be back with another episode very soon. So stay tuned. Most importantly, make sure... You get buckets.
2: I like them kicks.
0: I, pre- I like your kicks, my appreciate brother. I always that. see you come with the pre-game fits. I am trying the to. Pre-game fits are always on 100. I, I, appreciate that. That. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Because I know that. the sixers, you got a lot of guys who take the fashion you got. James, Tobias, so, but, they don't take it serious. They take it pretty serious. My fan, you, you always have the dunks, the I appreciate Jays. That. I so appreciate I see that. it, man. Some slight. Yeah, no, it's a good flex. It's a good flex, but
2: I appreciate that. We're here at the NBA Finals, Golden State Warriors, Boston Celtics. I'm gonna throw you in at the deep end right now. Uh oh, oh. Who you got? I keep getting the same question. I had to answer it the same way. I just don't know yet. I just don't know yet. I mean, sadly to say this, but I can make a prediction after Game One. Uh, as a fan, an NBA fan, I just hope it goes seven. Hope it goes seven. I don't want basketball to go away yet, uh, and we we'll have to take that long break without any basketball. So I hope it goes seven. I can't wait to see the the defensive, the defensive preparation that the, the Boston Celtics have for the Warriors and how the Warriors are going to stop the Celtics. It's going to be a great a great series. I can't wait.
0: Most definitely, I want basketball to stay as long as possible. My question to you is, having been someone who's played against that Celtics defense and also having been someone who's had to play against the Warriors and the motion that they have on offense, which is
2: harder to go up against? Boston is so unique in how they can switch like one through five and every guy can guard the ball. So they don't really have any, you you can't really find any mismatches. And then they're so, um, their wingspan, they're so athletic and their length is, is, is second to none. So it's hard to score on them but it's also extremely hard to stop going to state. So it, it, they're like neck and neck. This is why they're you know, the two best teams this year, and that's why they're in the finals.
0: What's it like? You know, you're know, you an elite guard in this league, and you've got explosive quickness getting down the court, but what's it like going up against someone like Marcus Smart, the defense player of the year? And what does he do to slow you down? Right. What do you think he's going to do to slow down Steph?
2: Yeah, he, he brings physicality. He brings physicality and a competitive spirit, a competitive nature. So uh, I think his biggest biggest... Attribute to the to the team and to this game is his competitive spirit and competitive nature. Uh, he knows how to read guys' tendencies, of course, but he has he puts so much effort and so much uh, heart into stopping who he's guarding and slowing them down that uh, it, it eventually helps him out.
0: Man, speaking of the Warriors, you know Andrew Wiggins has stepped up and played a huge part, and right. you're seeing guys come in, especially younger guys now, uh, Jordan Poole and Kaminga,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Moody. As a
2: young player in the league yourself. How nervous do you think those guys are feeling going into this? I think, you know, those guys are prepared for the moment. Uh, talking to Jordan Poole yesterday, he said something that I, I always say. When you put the time in, you put the preparation in, um, it's, it's you're nervous just because of the jitters and you're so excited to be in the moment, but you prepare for the moment. So he's re- I think they'll all be ready for it. And I can't wait to see him. Uh, I think the, the game is in, in great hands. We have young guys playing, even on the Celtics, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Uh, those guys are, you know, Pretty young as well. So the, the league is in really good hands.
0: Now, I like you being humble, not saying yourself in that conversation, but we all know you're a great young player in this league. Let's speak about your development this season because you really put yourself on the map, turned a few heads and got everyone talking about you and what you've been doing up in Philly. What was your mindset going into this year and taking on a bigger role, knowing that some of your teammates might not be playing and you're right. having to step up?
2: Right. Um, yeah, I remember my exit meeting after the, the round two exit of, of last year, last season against the Hawks. And Coach Doc just telling me that he wanted me to be ready for any role that I had to take on. And uh, I went into the summer and I grinded extremely hard and tried to get better at my shooting. Uh, I knew I was going to play with guys like uh, Joel and Tobias. And if Ben came back, but now we have James Harden, another guy who uh, causes a lot of attention to where we get a lot of spot up open three. So I worked on that. And I just worked on myself, getting to spots that I like to get to and uh, being able to be the best I can possibly be for my team.
0: One question I love to ask players, especially for all the young fans watching, how many shots do you get up a day in the off season? What's your workouts look like?
2: So my workouts are fairly consist of something different. Uh, I like to get up extremely early. Um, I'm up at 5 a.m. every single morning, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, I'm, on my first on-court workouts at six o'clock, I do that workout. Uh, as soon as I'm done with that, I try to get a lift in, and then right after that, I'm back on the court again, uh, getting back at, back to it. So I'm, I'm getting three workouts in before 11 a.m. And I think I just do that because it gives me a psychological advantage. Over my opponent, just because I know they weren't up when I was up, I know they weren't working hard as me, and I feel like I can, you know, I use that as my, to my advantage.
0: You sound like a young Kobe right now with that with that mentality. That's that's the Kobe mindset. I see you with I it. I agree. Man. Now, going forward to next season, what are you trying to add to your game to go up a whole nother level for next season?
2: Yeah, I think one thing I'm really going to try to add to is pace, because everybody knows more, how more pace, more pace.
0: Is that possible?
2: Uh, well, um, when I say pace, I mean like uh, slow to fast, okay. a lot of slow to fast pace, because. Everybody knows how fast I am and, and able, I'm able to get by defenders. But if I can use to change the change of pace, change the speeds, and uh, get to different spots that I want to on the court, then I think it would really help me. And also just my playmaking ability, uh, being able to read the defense, watching a lot more films so I can know how the defense reacts to certain things that I do and certain, how they guard and how the different coverages are. And uh, just like the one-on-one game, uh, being able to get more sauce get into my spots and do different things like that.
0: Now, you guys had a tough time in the playoffs this year because of obviously
2: the injury to Joel. If Joel had stayed healthy, how far do you think the Sixers would have gone? Uh, honestly, I don't think I'll be sitting here talking to you right now. <laughs> I, I think I'll be in the, we'll be in the, you know, in, in the game one tonight. But uh, you know, it's, it's, it happens. The injuries happen and you have to be able to overcome them. And uh, it was hard for us to overcome it. But I think uh, if you know, James comes back and we have a, a full training camp and a full season, I think you know, the sky's the limit for our team.
0: So you know, looking at your career overall, say we sit down 10 years from now, What's the list of accomplishments that you want to have?
2: You know, I don't, I don't really you know, think about accomplishments like that. I do think that in 10 years from now, I want to be able to say I got better every single day. I continue to, to, to progress, and I'm the best I can possibly be. And uh, when I'm all said and done, at the end of the whole thing, I want to be able to say I maximize my, my entire potential. I gave my all to the game, and uh, whatever accomplishments that comes with, then I'll be okay with that.
0: Now, I've got a question for you about the two teams in the NBA Finals. Because we know, we spoke about earlier, you're man with a great dress sense, great sneaker selection. Out of all the players on the Warriors and the Celtics,
2: who's going to come with the freshest fit ahead of Game 1 tonight? Whew. Um, I think Juan, to Skylar Anderson, he's, he's always had some, some fly on. Him or JT. I know JT, you know, his, he has very calm drip. It does, it's not always too flashy, but it's always It's pretty nice. So, I think either one of those two.
0: Where do you get your inspiration from for
2: your style? Uh, I mean, I like to be comfortable. I like to be comfortable. I like to, sometimes I like to be different. And, uh, you know, me and my uncle sometimes just sit down and, and put pieces together that we find in the closet or that people send me. And uh, we just kind of go from there. I just kind of have fun with it, you know, do little games with it.
0: Now, back to on the court, who are your inspirations and who do you take pieces of their game and model your game after?
2: Yeah, my favorite player growing up was uh, Dwayne Wade. So, like, I think that's where I get like the, the tenacity of going to the rim and finishing and falling on the ground from. But, uh, you know, I think I, t- I try to take bits and pieces of guys like Jamal Murray, um, CJ McCollum, the Drew Holidays, and the, the finishing like Kyrie Irving. So, I try to take bits and pieces from all different type of guards and try to be the best I can possibly be with it.
0: Now when you're in that game situation you're going full speed at 100%, that decision making you have is so quick. How do you prepare for that? Because that's very tough to emulate in an off-season practice
2: scenario. True. Um, I just try to put myself in the, the best possible situations as far as the training wise. Uh, I'm going extremely hard uh, 100% of the time while I'm training, as hard as I can possibly go. So when I get into the game, that is, it's way easier. And then in practice, When I'm playing against different guys, I'm trying different things, trying new things. So when I get to the game, you know, when I do crazy layups or different things like that, I know it's it's a pretty good chance that they're going to go in in because I worked on
0: them. All right, man. Appreciate your time. That's great advice for the young players out there. Enjoy the rest of the NBA Finals. I see you as the social media correspondent for the Sixers. Keep doing your thing. And hopefully we'll catch up next season in the playoffs as well. For sure. Appreciate it.
2: Appreciate it, man. Nice having you. Thank you.